You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. How's it going? It's Jack What's and Elliot. What's up, everybody? So, uh, we recorded a whole podcast this morning. It was so good. Dynamite content. Uh, and unfortunately, there's a, a problem in the studio, so uh, part of the audio sounds horrible. Um, and we'd like to apologize in advance. So here's here's the deal. Yes. If you want to listen, we would love if you did. Just know the audio is not great. If the if bad audio is going to bother you, we apologize. Just but we wanted to get we wanted to for those that are still want to listen, they're excited about the team. The vibes are high. Yeah, I sound great. You sounded really good. Uh, somehow only my mic got turned off. Oh, no. So if you had to pick one of the two, I guess people have been asking it that worked for years. out well. Yeah, exactly. And Everyone's wish finally came true. Hindsight being twenty twenty, we should have just recorded it here because we yeah, both sound but great. We wanted to do videos. Jack looked nice today. Yeah, so. yeah. So uh, we appreciate you listening. If you don't listen, I'm sorry, but here's the podcast. We'll be hope- back Wednesday after the Celtics. Yeah, hope you enjoy. Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shreparks and Jack Fritz. Let's go. Welcome on in. Way louder. It's way louder. It echoes all over the place. Good sticks are not as friendly. Yeah, well, it's a little different than my... All the way upstairs in, in my house and wherever you record in your basement. Yes. Yes. So, uh, welcome on in. It's a, another edition of Clap Your Hands. Uh, it's Elliot Shore Parks, Jack Fritz. And I tell you what, Elliot, like, I'm just so happy. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm really happy. Well, I texted, so last night, um, first, small rant. Can the Sixers get a normal schedule? Like, Saturday, 1 o'clock, like, all these weird Yeah, but I love the Saturday, 1 o'clock. I, yeah, but I have to yeah, but it's a matinee. I, I can know, I can I bet at one. So last night, um, Monday night, they were playing the Wizards. I had to do the Players' Lounge, unfortunately, from 7-8. Good times, but missed the start of the Sixers game. I text you, and I'm like, are you watching the Sixers? And you're like, of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Well, and, and I was lucky because I, I, uh, I didn't have to do for at the six, yeah. so I was able to get home like right as the game started. Yeah. Yeah. I missed the bad part. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, it was like, dude, Daniel Gafford, had, who was awful, but I did have a... Naturally, I can assume from the name. Well, so I did, I had a double double bet for him last night, plus eleven hundred. Gafford. Yeah, he had he had eight points in the first quarter. You were good to go. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is a lock. <laughs> and then he just like would not rebound for for an entire uh, rest of the game. So that was. I think Maxi did Maxi make you some money? <laughs> no, no. Well, Maxi made me money on Saturday with a double double. And shout out to him because uh, he was streaking down the lane when the game is out of reach. <laughs> Could have easily just laid it in, yeah. and he gave it right off to Kelly Oubre for the tenth assist. I've always said he's a true point guard. He's a true point he is what he is. 
Um, so, uh, like, listen, the, the Suns game was, you know, it's old news. Trailblazers, old news. Yeah. I mean, I just, <laughs> every time it's like, wow, Joel Embiid, you know, he, he, he's kind of done it. Like, I've seen that before. Yeah. He, he goes to another level. Dude, it was the it was the easiest was 29 points I've ever seen. Because you were texting me and you're like, yeah, he's kind of struggling against uh, Gafford. Gafford. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And then we texted we're like, oh, you know, it's going to be an easy win, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, he goes and does that. I mean, he was unbelievable in the third quarter. Like, we've, we've done a lot of this conversation recently between, like, Bryce's postseason, what Jalen Hurts is doing. When we first started the pod, I think we said Joel's the best athlete in the city. I think we, like, should probably go back to that. Like, what he did last night is, I mean, he's the best player in the NBA when He's unstoppable. And what makes him different, and look, I don't care about the defensive end, but their sequence is Well, it does block. matter. Yeah, I know. It matters. I just don't care about it. <laughs> um, what he does, like, he goes for block, and then, obviously, he's a great ISO player on the other end. Like, when he's playing like that, there's no one in the league who can play like him. All right. Well, he's... Because what he was doing last night is he was essentially a 7-2 shooting guard. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Which is my favorite type of player. Yeah, you've always said he's that. basically Wemby. Yeah. I'm actually... Sh- I'm... Not to turn this into a Wemby podcast. I'm, I'm surprised at how, like, quick he is for his, how long he is. Well, I thought he was a bust after his first Summer League game. Well, you, you are quick to write people <laughs> yeah, off, yeah, which, exactly. is, which is very disappointing. Yeah. No, I mean, he's and, – and it's like every time it's like, oh, Bryce has ascended, and oh, Jalen's ascended. And Bede has, like, one of those games where it's like, no, nah, he's still the – like, it's he's – remi- It's just a reminder. It's, he, a, it's a nice reminder to people that as awesome as Jalen is and as awesome as Bryce is, Bede is the best player in the city. Well, and and Maxie's ahead of Jalen, but we'll, okay, we'll, we'll 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 get to that as we as we move along here. Not to make this all about you know arguing about the teams. I'm just I'm just joking. Um, but like this team, I think, and it's been so funny because I got I got a lot of response to this last night when I said like it's the most likable team in the last ten yeah. years, and um, I did forget about the the run in 2017 in January that was special when yeah. Dario Sarge slapped uh, the or, or Embiid slapped Sarge's butt yeah. like that was a special time we had the T J McConnell walk off like right. like all that stuff was incredible but like the the amount of everyone buying back in, into the Sixers there's so, of course there's some people that are still like blah second yeah. round well, wake me up when they get out of that but I think for people that actually care and actually like the Sixers like. Exactly, three for four. Um, like I feel, I honestly, as a Philly sports fan, as someone that cares about these teams, I feel bad if you're not watching the Sixers yeah, right now. Hundred percent. So I have to talk something through with uh, some, something through with you. Tell me how I should feel. I'll be honest in saying that over the last three or four years, when people have used the term vibes, I've made fun of it. Yes. Like when I hard not to. Thing, like you know, oh, the vibes are immaculate. Like the account used it, but I have to come clean. Like the best way to describe the team right now like the vibes around this team are just insane and i'll put my hand up on video so everybody can see like i was wrong about doc rivers i was wrong about james harden Mm -hmm. just to your point about watching it how they're the most likable team getting those guys off the team has immensely helped them like i still believe james harden's a good player i still believe they could have helped he would have helped them win but it's just so true when you watch the team now first of all we've done this they're like eight nine players deep as a result of Dude, they might be like 10. Yeah, not 10 or 11 players deep. But when you watch, like, I mean, they've won five in a row. They're five and one. They're winning pretty comfortably. They're dominating teams. They're just a way better team without the weight of Doc and and Harden around them. Like, they just are. Like, you can already see the, the tweets coming out from Clippers beat reporters talking about how, like, yeah, the first game, James didn't play his best. The <laughs> might be cooked. 
They're talking about James Harden as like a backup, like a the I think they call him the the maestro of the second unit. Like oh man, put that in his Hall of Fame black. And, and as much as I did enjoy the time when James Harden was here, whenever I see tweets about him now, I feel so happy he's not yes. The and I was a Harden guy, but every time I see tweets, my initial thought is, man, I'm so happy he's not here. And then I see tweets about the Sixers, and I'm like, man, I'm so happy they're playing the game they're playing the game. Yeah, and um, you know, I think that's what. <laughs> Now, ultimately, I don't want to talk about game six and seven, but it's how we talk about the Phillies. Like, it was, it was a very, like, look at the vibes around the team. I mean, it's, it's how the Eagles have been really the last two years. Where And it feels like the Sixers have actually gotten back in there. Like, I don't... I, they, feel, they feel, like, freed of everything. Exactly. There was a, there was a cloud over the Sixers. Yes. There was. And, and it was drama this, drama that. Doc, like, being combative with the media. And, yeah. like, the media, whether people, like, like their questions post game. They are an outlet to the fans. Mm-hmm. So by ripping the media, he's essentially mocking right. the fans. Like, I mean, on this station, people were very unhappy with Doc because they felt like the way he talked about Ben, the way he talked about the fans, like it was a shot at the fans, basically. So I like look, Nick Nurse hasn't had any bad moments yet. They're five and one. We'll see. There will be losing streaks, I'm sure. Mm, I don't think. I don't know. Yet. Well, I mean, they're kind of six and up. They're kind of six and up. But there will be rough moments, and we'll see what happens. But right now, like, what the Sixers needed more than anything to start this season was to be a likable team. Yes. Was to be a team that people – and, yes, there are some people out there that are not going to give them a chance. And, honestly, like, fine. Like, whatever. Be like, don't watch until the second round. You're missing what should be one of your favorite teams play. So, good for you. But, like, what they needed was to get the people that were on the edge back in. And the fans who, like, dealt with a really rough offseason. The fans who Well, it's, it's with, been a rough run. I mean – It hasn't been a – like last year's team was good, but they weren't fun. No, the way this team was. they were just good. Well, last year, I think last year it was it was just everything was workmanlike. Yes, like they would just show up, do their job. No one really looked like they were having that much fun. They would have moments where they looked like they were having yeah. fun, but it, it just kind of felt like it felt a bit jobby. Whereas I think the Sixers players this year they can't wait to get to the arena. Well, and so circle back to Embiid. I think you're seeing that with Embiid. Like Joel is off to the best start of his career. I think normally. What you see from Joel at the beginning of the year is he does work out in the offseason, but just at a guy his size to come in and play, he comes out slow most seasons. If you look at his numbers in the first six games this year, they're the best numbers of his career. Most points by, I think, three I think three points. He's averaging 32 points. I don't think he's average, average over 29 in the first six games. He's averaging twice as many assists as he normally does. He's yes. at around six. He's normally around three. The rebounds are roughly the same. But it's not just that. When you watch him, he like he's really hustling on defense. He's doing the whole, and we can you know do it. On. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, he's doing that, and like he's getting fined. He's getting fined. But he's he's he's, but, he's tempered it like well, one time. So last night he just does this. Yeah, you don't have to keep going. But like, but he's you can just see a different Joel. Like normally when the season starts, he comes out, he looks slow, he looks out of shape, he looks disinterested. Last year I, they started two and four. Like they they're not a team that comes out of the gate quickly. But they've come like flying out of the gate this year, and as much as it's definitely Nurse and Maxi deserves credit, and I'm sure we'll talk about them. Like ultimately, we, what we always say with this team is they're always going to be as good as Joel is. They're always simply going to be as good as Joel is. He's their best player, and I think like the mindset and the vibe of him also needed to be better for stretches. Like, um, I mean, players have talked about it or coaches, and like how Joel is maybe a different type of leader and not like a super vocal leader and all those things. But the way he's playing on the field, on the court field, the way Joel is playing on the court right now is the reason the Sixers are five and one. He's been their best player. He's been like the motivating player out there. He's playing really hard. He's having the best start to his season. And you saw last night 
that when Joel plays like that, I mean, they, they might be the best team in the NBA. Well, I think the big thing about Embiid right now is, you know, in, for the last five, six years, right, he has had to, okay, I got to cater to Ben. Yep. I got I to gotta figure out how to play with Jimmy. You know, now I got to figure out how to play with James Harden. Like, I got to, on top of being the best player, he also has to manage in a way. And I think with, with Maxi now being the second best player, it's almost like that's my little brother. And, like, I respect him. Like, he's talked a lot about how he's he's really, like, Maxi's really the best player. Well, I think they're locked. Right, but but it's but they're like friends, yeah. and and, it, it, and and Bede now he just looks he looks free in the way of I know Tyrese and, and and everyone else around him like they all look up to Joel like like even Pat Bev who's been around like they they know Joel's the guy, and I think in the last six years he hasn't he he's been the best player but he's never been the guy like he looks like he looks like the guy right now. Well, because I think a difference too is. When Ben was here, Ben was also a number one overall pick. Ben was highly touted coming out of high school. The GMs didn't know who they liked more. Exactly, right. No, but for real, like, in, Ben had, like, Nike campaigns. Ben had, like, the clutch, you know, kind of, like, powerhouse behind him. And Joel, like, is by nature, like, a bit, a bit more of a, 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 you know, not that Ben was super vocal. But I think that there was legitimate reason where you could say, like, all right, who's better, Ben or Joel for the early parts of their career? Or who's more important? Uh, Butler comes in, already extremely accomplished. Obviously, Joel's a better player, but Butler also has like a an aura about him where he could make the argument he's the most important player. James Harden, same thing, one of the top fifty players of all time. All those things. I think while Maxi is maybe better than all those players were, and definitely actually is when they played with Joel. The difference is, to your point, Joel can step on the court and he has the like he has the clear pecking order. Mm -hmm. Yes, accomplished more. He's been here longer. I don't think Maxi too is yet at a point where he has like the um he doesn't walk around as if he's already accomplished no. a ton. Because James Harden had already accomplished yes. a ton. Ben was told he had accomplished a ton. J uh, Jimmy Butler had been a very accomplished player. Maxi more walks around and is like, I'm gonna do my own thing, and I think he does need to be more aggressive going to the basket than he has been the last few games. But Joel can step on the court and it's and this like sickens me to say, but it is a little Jokic like in the way like Everything runs through him. Everything now. The good news is he's better than Jokic, which is why the team is better than the Nuggets. I think, but they are. They are. Wait till they play. But Joel being able just to be the guy, it just you can see the freeness on him, like the celebration, the happiness, like uh, even when he talks in the media, like just I think little things like he's talking at his locker. It sounds like a dumb thing, but like from being in locker rooms. Well, like players are just more comfortable when they're by that locker. I just he I, just I, looks like the he just looks like the guy. Exactly. Like he just looks like the guy. It's the um when he talks in the off and, and and now that we're actually seeing it play out and and they are getting off this hot start. He's been great. It it has brought me a lot back to media day when he's like, "Don't count me out yet." Yeah. That, you're, you're, yeah. And 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 like that was the first time he really you know said I feel like said something like that where it's this is my team. Yeah. Um and I think that's where we want Joel to be. Like that's where. That's what the greats eventually get to. It, it took him a, a while, but it also right. took like it. Listen, the, the reality is a lot of NBA players. There's obviously some some guys who get it earlier, but I mean, most of these guys don't figure it out till like 27. Well, they come in the league at like 24. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and, and I think he's getting it now to where like, like these older like Hakeem. I feel I feel like he got it in his like 30s, where it's just like he's ascended. He won the MVP. That's fine, but well, this is different. He's 
I know, but it it, it just. Wait the, till they get to the well, I hope they lose. But besides, like <laughs> I can't. The Sixers winning the in-season tournament, I just think would annoy people. No, no, they'd be like, oh great, great, great. It would annoy people. You know, it would annoy people. There's yeah, those people. I don't. Care but it would. It, but I don't want. I, but I don't want them to have any little little motivation. I know. Like, oh, who cares? Who I know. Blah, blah, blah. Get out of the second round. Like exactly. all the jokes come back. The get out of the second round. People. Exactly. Here to save those By the way, like we talked about, we're off to a hot start with saving six the Sixers. Six and zero. Five and one, but really six and zero. Yeah. Although the Bucks kind of. Five zero and one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, moral victories. Yeah. Moral victories. Well, honestly, looking back now, it's like we underrate how good the Sixers team was after game one. For sure. But also, I think we the Bucks might not be that good. I know. Barely beat the Nets. Dame Lillard looks cooked. He's getting almost. And this is ironic coming after Harden and what people say about Joel. He's getting a lot of his points at the free throw line. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Who would ever yeah, do that? What a terrible way to watch basketball. Yeah. Um, I mean, Maxie's far out with Yes. Not even close. Yeah. Not even close. Even the camp of trade Maxie? Yes. So that was, I yeah. Was I, I, so I wasn't, like, out on Maxie. I was no. More, it was a little similar to the Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers discussion. Where it's like, I, not or Russell Wilson. Or Russell there was Russell Wilson, exactly. people. Yeah. Like, not out on Hurts, just you have to get the better player when you can. So credit to Maury, man. Yeah. I mean, Maury, like... He held on to Maxi, and it's looking like far and away the, the, the smartest thing. Yeah, let's get into Maxi because, um, so I feel, I feel a couple things about Maxi. The first thing I feel is I sort of can't believe how good he is. Yeah. Like he's he's really freaking good, man. Like he the 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 the, the shot is translated. Yeah. Like it's it, last year was not a fluke. Every time he's open from like three straight here. Yeah, he's no just. No matter what three he takes, I think it's going. I agree. Which I'm shocked that a guard for the Sixers is able to do that. Lou Will. Yeah. Lou Will. (laughs) We'll always love Lou Will. Yeah, Isaiah Cannon. Um, but but like he is, he is he has ascended his game. Like, um, to start the fourth, it was pretty much a blowout by that point. But like, I thought it was notable. Like to start the fourth quarter last night, and Beads on the just scored 29 in a quarter. Game is essentially over, and like Maxi just goes and scores like six straight. Well, so little advanced stat here for you. Mm. You want to guess which player? Vorp? Is it Vorp? <laughs> no, I will never say Vorp unless it's to my advantage. Yes, unless it's Embiid is past exactly. Jokic and Vorp. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maxi has ran more like feet, miles, whatever you want to use it as than any player in the NBA this year. That's weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it shows like he's all over. Like yeah. on offense, he's moving all around. I think it shows how much. The Sixers on offense are moving in general. Like I think Tobias is also one of the has ran the most in the NBA players. So they're just moving a lot more in offense. But Maxi also like moves around on defense. He gets out in the open court. Like yeah. he's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Um, and, and the biggest development that he needed to, to to have this year, obviously, was was the passing. Because yep. if he's gonna be the primary ball handler, like James Harden, I think the most important thing he did was get him help him be win an MVP. Like I think last year Joel Embiid won the MVP because of. Having James Harden, is, he just got him to the the, yeah. the the ball in the right spots, and I mean the run that him and Maxi went on in the third quarter last night, where we were just like bang down the floor, perfect drop, bounce pass, right to Embiid, easy bucket, easy bucket, easy bucket. Like he had to develop that, and and he has. I mean back to back, so he had ten assists on Saturday, which was a career high. He topped that yesterday with eleven. He's developing. No turnovers. He's developing into a complete guard, and he's 
I mean, he is on the the Jamal Murray to Nikola Jokic track that that they had last year. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing about the, uh, the how much he's ran this year is it just shows how involved he is as well. And so last night, uh, according to Stat News, he's the first player in the NBA this year to have twenty plus points and ten plus assists and no turnovers. So for as much as he is involved in the offense, whether it's cutting, whether it's pick and rolls with Joel, whether it's just running the team, whether it's running into open court. He's doing an immaculate job not turning the ball over. It really feels like a lifetime ago in the first quarter of the Bucks game, I was like, yeah, he's not a point guard. You, again, you're very quick. Right. You're I, very I quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. deep breaths. Way to live life. But, deep breaths. But obviously, he clearly is a point guard. And to your point about how much Harden helped him last, uh, helped Joel last year, Maxie's gotten good at like just getting the ball to Joel in the right place, like which which is big. But also, I think the pick and roll between them two can be better than it was with Harden because Maxie's way better going to the basket. Yeah, way more explosive. Harden was like a slow last year getting to the basket, but also he missed when he got to the basket. <laughs> Dude, and there was nothing worse than him getting like what four inches off the ground. Could not be you, dude. So, so I'll let you obviously let you continue. But I, I, I watched Clippers Knicks oh, yeah, after that, right. and it was just like I'm so glad. <laughs> I, it's just. It's this. It's the. It's the step back jumper. It's yeah. the. It's the trying to go to the basket and can't get around anyone. It's just slow. There was a little part of me that felt bad for him seeing him in the Clippers jersey, where it's like, what have you, what have you gotten yourself into? Yeah. Like, but it's I'm good. Happy he's gone. He's, yeah. It's good. But but with Maxi and Embiid, to your point, like in the third quarter, a Maxi's very willing to like concede to Joel. Obviously, J- James did it, but he was not happy doing it. Never. Very well reported and talked about. I think Maxi is way more willing to. And I'd imagine just like in any work life, when you know you're asking your coworker to do something he doesn't want to do, like there's a tension there. Mm-hmm. Whereas like with I think Embiid and Maxi, Embiid doesn't have to feel like, oh, he doesn't want to do this. Or like he's not getting the ball enough. Or I have to get the ball. Like I think Maxi, and look, we'll see in two years how he feels because he very well could be a, an all-star this year. He could be an all-NBA player. And we'll see how that, that changes. But right now, their two-man game works because – Maxi is selfless with it, and he's better than Harden was. So as good as a pick and roll was last year with Joel and James, and it was really good, it can be better with Embiid and Maxi this year, and I think it has. Yeah, and have to look up the stats somehow. But. Right. Well, well, and and the good part is, so I always felt like last year with Harden and Embiid, it was like, yeah, this is gonna work in the regular season because defenses aren't totally locked in. Yes, but I it, it, I was I, I kept watching the team last year, and I was like, I don't know how this plays in the playoffs when when you have the Celtics who have all those long wings. Like, like how do you get the Bucks with Giannis and and whoever? Like this just it, it it looks and and feels more sustainable with those two. And obviously, like the Maxi's ability to get to the rim and like be aggressive in that way. You know, we talked about the difference between um, Nick Nurse and 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 Doc Rivers. Well, one of the things that I, I really liked about Nick Nurse, and I thought that he had the quote on, on Saturday that was just really smart, he's still pushing Maxi. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I feel like the, the mistake that Doc made, especially with Ben, was like, you're great. You're the best. You don't have to do anything. Well, Doc played defense at the play. Like, he, like, whenever there was questions, like, pressing, like, you know, Maxi hasn't been, like, well, we use Ben. Ben's not shooting the ball. Like, is, is this a problem? Like, he played defense. Like, Joel looks like maybe he's not, you know, he's out of shape or whatever. He played defense. I, and I haven't listened to all Nurse's press conferences, but to your point, like, that to me felt like, A, Nick, like, went on the offense with it. Like, I'm going to use the podium to, to, like, get this message. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you remember when Brett tried that with Ben? Yeah. <laughs> one three a game. Yeah. And then he, I don't think he shot one <laughs> for an entire month. Entire month. But no, like, again, not to interrupt, but like, yeah, he is that message of life. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just talking about how, like, I want to be more aggressive. Like, yeah. he has to be more aggressive. Like, that is, that is coaching. Like that is that is getting the most out of your players, and and he's right. I mean, because Tyrese Maxey, if he if Tyrese Maxey, and we'll see how it ends up playing out in the playoffs. Even though it hasn't been a problem with him, because he's and this year would be a good case study for that. But the one thing with him in the playoffs, I do I do wonder about is the aggressiveness. Like if he had the 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 alpha alpha in him, like I think he does. We'll see. If you look at if you look at some of the big spots in the playoffs, like he has been a willing. Right, but he also there also has been times where it's like he's just passive for no. He was also like the third or fourth. I agree. So I think that's gonna be the big thing in this. Yeah, for sure. Is is figuring out like are you gonna be are you gonna be an alpha? And it feels like Nick Nurse is planning for the playoffs in October and November. Do you think Joel is more likely to be an alpha this year because to your point he feels more clearly? Yeah, well, and I think that's been the one of the big takeaways of the beginning of the season is he looks like the guy. And, and you mentioned this about Maxi. Like he doesn't have to worry about is Maxi happy? Yeah. Like Maxi's happy just playing basketball. I know that is very much his attitude. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. this is great. Like, yeah, yeah, like Maxi's sort of he's sort of like a puppy dog. Yeah, he's like a happy little puppy dog that's like <laughs> one of the best puppy dogs. In the yeah, he's, he's a great dog. Yeah, he's an all pro puppy dog. Yeah, <laughs> they're all they're all all pro yeah, puppy yeah, dogs. Yeah, 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 especially Kingsley. Okay, no, you don't have to yeah. tell me twice. It's it, those two, um, and because when those two get going, it just makes everything else so much easier. I mean, like last night, it was just it was so refreshing. Like, this is gonna sound shocking from a from a Sixers uh, podcast. Yeah, they have too many good players. Like they they well, they do like they like Covington was out there. But like Covington was was like the la- one of the last guys off the bench. Yeah, well, I was actually thinking in their fourth quarter lineup. I think that could maybe be a playoff game. Maybe not. But <laughs> Covington, Daniel House, Maxi, uh, Marcus Morris, Batum, Batum. Yeah. Now I, that has been brought up a lot. It has. Is, is the is the Batum thing? I'm just gonna keep calling. Him Please don't. <laughs> I also don't. I'm not in on the. Uh, there's a lot of Nico Batum last Thomas, night. Yeah. It's Nicholas Batum. I, I, I agree. It's Nicholas Batum. <laughs> it, 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 it. I, uh, my real quick on 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 Batum slash Batum. Yeah. I was like, really, I've never seen him be that quick 
with just like getting the shot yeah. up. Like he was very just comfortable coming in and shooting. I'm glad he didn't retire. They're like, um, <laughs> well, I mean, so I guess maybe we should talk about this if it's news. But like, I guess he was never going to retire. Yeah. Apparently, he just had some personal issues. He came here. Classic. I don't know what cl- forty are, by the way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I need to know Beta more. I I, 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 need, I need I need a more serious number on him. But but to your point about the players, so I went back last night or it was this morning, and I looked at the guys that were playing in the playoffs for this team, and obviously it was Harden. But think about these players, how unathletic they are compared to the players that we're playing for this team now. P.J. Tucker, uh, Niang, <laughs> Ma- and this will be getting the last season. I know. I know, uh, I know, I know. P.J. Tucker, uh, Niang, Carroll, Thibel, not very good. Paul Reed, like a little baby deer out there having no idea what he's doing. And you look at these guys now, like they're just so much longer and more athletic and faster than they were. And all those players are kind of dry. Like, I like P.J. Tucker, but he always, him and Harden had their own thing going. Niang, not a serious NBA player, in my opinion. Montrez, no one really wanted him here. And Thibault, everyone knew he was going to get traded. I feel like this year, they just have more guys on the team that, like, are athletic and, like, pure NBA players. Like, I think we'll see this on Wednesday night, and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about the game. But, like, they just have a way deeper bench than the Celtics. I watched the end of that Celtics-Timberwolves uh, game last night, and, dude, Anthony Edwards might be on the top of my wish list. He's a future sixer. I mean, imagine him maxing a beat, but yeah. whatever. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there in due time. Um, but, uh, like, the Celtics just don't have any guys. Like, they have, like, five good players, and that's kind of it. Like, whereas the Sixers legitimately have nine players I think you could picture contributing in a playoff game. Dude. Dude. Luke Cornett, Peyton yeah, Pritchard, yeah, exactly. Sam Hauser, Lamar well, Stevens. Some dude in there. I think it might be that. It's Makai Luke. No, who's, like, the... What was the first thing you said? Came in. Uh, Luke Cornett. Yeah, dude, he was in there at one point, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah, that was my Peyton Pritchard is so. Peyton Pritchard is atrocious. I will never be a Peyton Pritchard guy. But yeah, like you keep going through it, right? And, and like this is listen, the Sixers have built like my perfect basketball team, know, which is strictly role players. Knew you were you were coming on the pod. Well, it'd be, it's, we have to adjust. We have to get as many like guys. We have to build the nuggets. Although it was it was sickening, um, there there was no Batum three point odds last night, which oh, really? I was he, wasn't he three for three? He was yeah he started well I think he started two for three and then he went three for four, um and I was just ready to be all over it. <laughs> also no Covington props yet, which has been sick. Why? I guess they don't know if they're gonna play, but then it would just void. So whatever. I know, believe me, I, I'll, I'll talk to their people. But well, like, let me ask you a question. Like, yeah. Well, I was just saying like the fact that Daniel House played a lot last year. And he can't even sniff. Yeah, yeah. He can't sniff the court right now. I know, they, dude. They cost them draft picks. Yeah, exactly. They had they tampered to sign Daniel House. It is so funny they tampered to get PJ and then. Yeah. Like if you're gonna tamper, at least get someone real. Yeah, get get some better players. All right, here's my question to you. So, I know we're obviously all bought in. So I guess I already know the answer to the question. But, like, do you think like what are some things maybe you're seeing that have you? A little concerned where it's like maybe this isn't going to be all you know roses sunshine and rainbows yeah, that's that's the <laughs> i'm not, never never gonna get it. <laughs> it's all coming up roses yeah. yeah well at least you at least you've, you've worked on batum and yeah, woj well, i'm just doing it as a bit woj will get to my beta bit. well i just don't say woj i feel uncomfortable you, are you gonna call him adrian i just go <laughs> like, like yo adrian I, like, like, yes, I go oh what's his face uh and i go like adrian that person goes oh okay is that what you want me to do as we go forward here um i mean i mean i guess my big problem it's it's i mean 
I get. I, well, I think I think tomorrow is gonna be a big test for it. I mean, yeah. I don't think the Celtics are as good as years past. I, I've never been a Porzingis guy. I thought that was. I think losing Marcus Smart was gonna be yeah. dumb for them. By the way, Marcus Smart potential Sixers target. I know. And Tyus Jones, who played last night. Listen, if they get Marcus Smart, I will bet. I want them to get in one fight. If they get like, just, I I want to see what it would look all, like. Imagine Marcus Smart and Patrick Beverly. And Marcus Morris. Yeah, like, <laughs> that would be like the. They're up big in game six, closing out the Celtics, and they're just putting them out. It'd be amazing. If they get Marcus Smart, there's no shot they lose to the Celtics. Marcus Smart will die before he loses that series. Yeah, I agree. I would trade to get Marcus Smart simply just for that series. Yeah. Um, you can do whatever you want to Berlin. I'm sure you'd want to play. But well, and the only thing that would be frustrating with Marcus Smart is like the uh, the amount of threes, the, the, the annoying kind yeah, of threes I mean, that, that Marcus Smart did. from it a little bit last year. But I think like he would be so perfect. Like, he would get in Tatum's head, like none of. So why can you? Why don't you call? Like why don't you call him? You know, Tatum. I his name was Tatum. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> um, I knew who he was. I've seen him for. I've seen him for. A you could have said Tatum. You know that's that. Yeah, because we'll keep that going. Jason Tatum. <laughs> Tatum. Um, like I, 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 I feel like I'll know it when I see it with with the six 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 team. Like sure, I think Maxi against a good team. Like the, the so. That's uh, they haven't played a good team yet. I mean, the the Suns didn't have. Besides the Bucks, I guess they count. According to and so this is why, but according to Pro Football Basket, Pro <laughs> Pro Football Basketball dot com Basketball the website just for me. Um, they've had the second hardest uh, strength of schedule so far. Hold on, what is what is the real what's the website called? Pro Basketball Reference. Okay. Pro Basketball Reference. It's Pro Football PBR. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Also, There's no PFF for, for, for basketball, right? I guess a stat muse you count know, as a PFF. I really feel like advanced stats in basketball are for losers. Advanced stats in football, not for losers. Interesting. I feel like that's the exact opposite that everyone else believes. Yeah, I know, but that's what I think. Yeah, I, although I... I basketball is simpler. If you can score the ball really well, you're the best player. Yeah. There's a few things that annoy me with you that you do, <laughs> <laughs> that you do on Twitter. <laughs> Your PFF stuff is is top. It's it's right at the top. Well, look, I mean, PFF is PFF is insane. PFF watches every snap multiple times. If right, you can tell me right. Another outlet or person that does that, then I'll take their opinion seriously. PFF also people no, it's not it's not a PFF problem. It's that people only use PFF when it helps us, their their arguments, but and they hate but they hate PFF when it when when well, it craps on their team. Where I do agree with you, what I hate when people do is when it's a good stat, they'll go like. Look, normally I don't like it. <laughs> normally I think the Listen. website's pretty. In this case, specifically, yeah. I think they know what they're They doing. finally got the eye. Uh, they yeah. finally figured out the algorithm so, for me. Here's another thing while we're on this subject. I'm trying to learn, like, basketball advanced stats. Thorpe? Man, it's been stupid. Like, the NBA website has, like, some absurd advanced stats. I feel like I did well with the how far players run. Well, that's not, that's not like, hard. Well, okay. You look through this website. <laughs> you try to I don't want. I, I strictly. I am an eye test man. Well, that's what I've been. I'm Good. No, I like, don't. No, I. I here no, we. No, we don't. Okay. No, we don't. You don't want to talk potential assists. No, I don't. I just. I want. I want you to throw stats out your little. I'm throw your computer that, into the into the river. I just think to be truly accepted by the basketball community. But I those people. Those people don't know anything about basketball. Like I'm just I don't, uh, I don't even use I don't even use baseball advanced stats. I know what all the advanced stats mean. All right, and they this that, is reassuring. I don't I hate them. I, okay. I, I I know how to use them. All right. I like advanced stats when they back up my eye test. Well, 
when they lie, when they're obviously lying to me, I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to try to make a case off of analytics. That's what. Yeah, but, the, the, but that's 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 how you became Elliot. You know, we're, we're trying to get involved into Elliot 2.0. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, here's a stat that has so there's stats I feel like in football where I know I like they matter. Like yes. Offensive line stats, like all those. Like Woba in baseball. <laughs> sure. What word did you just say? Woba. Yeah. Weighted on base average. Okay. Well, the one I like is uh, <laughs> I'm gonna mess it up. Hits and walks per nine. What's that one called? Like uh, eight. Whatever. <laughs> Yes, you can. The average hits and walks allowed per inning. Okay, whip. Yeah, I like whip. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's an important one. Yeah. Zach Wheeler that. is the lowest whip in, in postseason exactly. history. So this is the point I'm making. I feel like there's certain stats that I know really matter. And you tell me if you think this one matters and if it's concerning with the Sixers, to get back to my question. I think the three-point shot is the most important shot in basketball. The Sixers are 28th in the league in three-point attempts. If you, if you look at Nurse's time with the Raptors the last two years, he was in the bottom half of the league. They're shooting it really well. I have heard, like, they're, they're six in the league in percentage, so they make it when they shoot it. So you could argue they're just waiting for good shots, and that why they're, that's why they're making a ton. But they have good shooters. Maxie's one of the best in the league. Uh, Covington can do it. Like, they have guys. But Covington never plays. Yeah, he never plays. <laughs> yeah. That's yep. why they're 28. Yeah. I'm just curious. I mean, Melton last year was almost 40%. I think he was like 37. Well, Melton finally, and by the way, the first night I didn't bet on him the entire year, he went four for four from oh, three last that's night. Out. Yes. But what do you think about the fact they're 28th in the standard? Yeah. That seems bad. Um, but at the same time, you know, like Maxi, I'm fine trying to create for a three. Um, they also like I just think they're always going to be kind of low when Embiid's their their yeah, main player because I'm it, curious to where the Nuggets are too. Yeah. Well, I feel like the Nuggets. I mean, just in watching them like, like almost every game night, game. it's it's a lot of threes and Michael. I, I think the Kings average like 45. Dude, <laughs> I so I love the Kings. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, and De'Aaron Fox is hurt. Actually, the Pacers are the the are the. Those are your teams. That's your team this year. The Pacers are hundred percent. They scored. That's fine. I don't care. Okay. They get, I do not care about the end season tournament. They scored one hundred and fifty points last night, and I did have Tyrese Halliburton thirty points, and he had like twenty two at halftime, which was sickening. Um, no, but like, yeah, as we again as we go along here, everything will come back to because it's it's a lot. Um, but I I just think that Embiid. He is such a mid-range guy, and like he he he's has. And I don't want him shooting more threes. Like it's, I don't either. I don't think he's he made some last night. I think he regressed a little bit. Uh, well, I think he was over two last night. It was on Saturday. He was, he was four for four on, or he hit four threes on Saturday. Um, hold on, I just want to make sure I was right about that. Over two last night from three. Okay, yes, but on Saturday he hit a lot of. Well, because Saturday, Saturday, he hit four threes on Saturday, and it was like that. But it hasn't, like, last year, I felt like when he shot threes, it was like the wrong time every time, and it was like, please stop. Yeah. You know, this year it hasn't felt as egregious. Um, I so, I, it, 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 it's definitely something to concern yourself with because three point shooting does matter. But at the same time, I mean, they're sixth in percentage. So, that's what I'm saying. So, they're making them. But then it's like, why not take more? But I guess they're taking those ones. Yeah. Take, Just 28 is low. It's the only point I'm making. Like, take good shots. The most important shot in the game to be that low when you're clearly one of the best. Well, they, but they also don't have like, all right, they don't have like a wing that just goes out and shoots threes too that, that can do that kind of thing. I mean, Maxie. Right. Wing, I guess. But, but he's also a guard. Like, yeah. he, he'll get there. Okay. He'll just, get there. Just saying, uh, it's something I'm putting on 
Well, no, well, and it is. I think it's something that is fair to talk about. Is like, what is a concern right now? I just don't think the concern has really showed itself yet because they haven't exactly played like the the the, the best competition, which is why tomorrow um, against the Celtics is going to be a big test. I, I think the Sixers, you can make the case, are better than the Celtics, which I is this exciting for a game. Well, I, I know, and, and you tweeted out last night about one seed implications. Well, all right, all right, you laugh and about these things. Now. They do. I but do laugh matter. about. I. They matter. Like the loss to the Bucks in, in the first game matters. Like, what if they end up tied and then the tiebreaker comes into effect? Like, it's not a small deal. I know there's eight. I know. Dude, I just you, you of all people should be feeling this right now because the what is it? You ready? Yeah, sure. Because well, now look, the Phillies didn't make the World Series, but had they made the World Series, if I'm not mistaken, because they lost that first series of the season to the Rangers, they wouldn't have had home field advantage. You're right. So we just saw it. Like, it clearly matters. The Celtics game coming up matters. I mean, the Sixers and the Celtics and the Bucks are probably going to be close in records all year. Uh-huh. The tiebreakers matter. So, like, this game on Wednesday is huge when it comes to playoff implications. You only play them four times. Like, you have to win three of them. It's true. You're going to tell me it doesn't matter. Like, it's, it's foolish. Is it a must win? Yes, it's a must win. I think it's a huge game. You know what game it reminds me of? Um, How? I'm very curious about this. From a vibe perspective. Okay. Remember last year when the Eagles beat the Vikings on uh, in week two on prime time? And it was like, okay, yeah, they're good. That's that's this one. Could it be? Could it, well, like it's, when, they, when they beat the Celtics on Wednesday, it'll be all day Thursday. All right, do we believe in this team? So it's probably the game that I always go back to if we're looking at like the the moment I knew. Right. Was the the Panthers game in seventeen? Yes. Now that was week was week, five or six. week five or six. A little little later. A little later. Little early for this. For I don't think so. Why? Because the Sixers Celtics is all right. First of all, I already talked about the playoff implications, but even more than that, if they go out and they beat the Celtics on Wednesday, I think this team is absolutely going to take off. You, like I think it is going to be like they they might win fifty six games if they win. <laughs> <laughs> they might just, you know they have beaten the Celtics before, right? Yeah, but last year I think they started zero two against the Celtics. If I'm mistaken, they got the big win against them late. And, like, frankly, they really should have beat him in the playoffs, but whatever. So you are really excited for this game. Yeah, I'm super. So the Union, unfortunately, their playoff implications are not. Oh, really? Good. Good, because, once again, nah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. The Union do win a title. Yes. All the time. That's 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 all I do. But, like, don't you think this is a measuring stick? No, no, like, like all right. Bit, like, the one seat stuff is okay, whatever. It's, it's, I yeah, don't don't ruin my excitement for the game by worried about the one seed. Not okay, right. I I am very very I because I I think the Celtics are frauds and and I think the Marcus Smart trade was a, a bad trade. Jalen Brown and this again, I'm not. No, it is. It's all gambling related. He is the worst when it comes to like you other Celtics because he never passes the ball. So like yeah, I got a personal thing against Celtics. Um. And 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 I do think it is measuring stick worthy. I think it is a hundred percent. Big for the team. If they can go out and beat the Celtics on Wednesday and then move to six and one, I think this team is going. Well, going to just absolutely. This has a very O one feel to it, like a very. Yeah. Well, they started out what ten and zero. Yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like right. they ha- it has that kind of like, bang! All they of a sudden, really people. Are seven now. <laughs> right, and that, you're gonna bring that up. I'm sure a lot. Yeah. The the difference. Well, it's actually not a difference. Got the Eagles team in O one and went to the NFC Championship game. So like, it's. It's nice to have the Sixers joining the rest of the city. No, no, no. Don't do not do it. But Wait, don't do I it. I say one thing? I looked this up yesterday. Just one thing. Give me a second to get it out of, out of my phone. Because I think it's important to say. Over the last seven seasons, so that includes a start to this year, 
The Sixers had the second most wins in the NBA and the sixth most playoff wins. Right. Over the last three seasons, the Sixers had the fourth most most wins in the NBA and the fifth most playoff wins. All they, like, literally, all they do is win. Right. And so to hear people say they're out on them, it's just so frustrating. Hasn't mattered until this podcast started. No. And I didn't, they probably have, I think, the most wins in the NBA since this podcast started. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> I, I think. I, I don't think anyone else has more than. I don't think so. Once again, saving the Sixers. All right. A couple minutes left here, Elliot. Um, Now, we are not one to to give credit to other podcasts, um, you know, because we are selfish and we want to win all the time in everything. Um, But a little podcast. Right. We're a community here yeah. of, of Sixers podcast. Um, yes, yes. So uh, the Rights Ricky Sanchez podcast, obviously, is Spike and Mike, who are our guys. Um, they had Daryl Morey on, and uh, it was a, a really, really interesting conversation. What was, what was the main thing that kind of hit so, you? My first takeaway, maybe this is just because I'm in the business. Oh, why don't you say the biz next time? Yeah, yeah. If you could just say the biz, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Is I think all GMs should do interviews like this. all the time. I, I thought more Come on the pod. Yeah. Credit to Spike and Mike. They did an amazing job interviewing him. Like it was a very normal conversation, which I appreciated. It felt like I know all GMs lie and all GMs have to like protect the truth. It felt like the most honest conversation you'll ever get from a GM. Hmm? It felt like he was just hanging out with two of his friends and explaining why things. So I thought he came across really, really well. Um, I wrote down a bunch of things. Like, I thought the Harden thing, like, he's come out on top with this. Like, he has. Like, he played it well. Um, he said, you know, that he did promise to trade him and that this is the point where it made sense. Um, yeah, I mean, on the Harden, I'm tra- I feel like they moved on from the Harden thing pretty quickly. But Yeah, it's clear he didn't want to, like, yeah. <laughs> didn't want to talk about it. Uh, well, I mean, I have a bunch of little notes on here. But my biggest takeaway was just, I think during the Harden thing, there was times where I was – not as in on Daryl as I had been in the past. Like, as he's playing this right, as he misplayed the Harden thing, should he trade him? I came away from that confident and having him. Yeah. Like so, you can, it's, it was a reminder of this guy's smart. This guy's good what he's doing. He is very how he like in the way that he does things. Right. And, yeah, so I think, like, it, it reinforced the confidence that I was starting to feel in him. It reminded me so much because every time Hinky talked, I was like, this guy's just smart. Like, what are we talking yeah, exactly. about? Like, it's just like when Howie talks. Now, Howie... More so when you talk to Howie, not on the podium. Ooh, like, in the biz, huh? Yeah, but Howie on the, is just like doing his own like annoying Howie. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I just think every time he talk, every time Maury talked, it's like, oh, no, he's smart. Yeah, so exactly. he gets it. And um, yeah, so that was one of my big takeaways was I, I just wish he did that more because yeah. I, I think that the more and more he has those conversations, I think it'll win back the fans. But it really did. And, and one of the, the things we talked about on the Harden um, emergency podcast was that that trade reminded me so much of the Wentz trade. And, and I think that that can be that for Daryl, where it's like, people were so mad at Howie. Like, so mad. They yeah. wanted him gone. There were signs outside our office across the street on the bridge saying, like, fire Howie. Yeah, and, and I think that that was that moment for Daryl, where now Daryl can go back to being one of the... And now he can, like... Now Daryl can cook. Like, yeah. he... he, he now, Toby is actually kind of playing his way into. Should we, I was thinking probably completely underestimated contract year. Yeah. Well, now I'm thinking, can they let Toby go? Like I would trade Toby unless you're getting something of significance back for him. Even after the year. Oh, and then you have all the caps. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. But um, like he he now has finally has a mixture of cap space picks uh, and players yeah. where he can go get like 
someone interesting. And they can, uh, you know, take advantage of the buyout market. And they can, like, act, he can actually go be, when he got here, it was a very, very tight situation. Um, and I think he can actually go well, cook now. So Spike asked him a question, and it was something like, just as a person, when the Harden deal is done, do you feel, like, a sense of relief about it? And I think just watching Daryl and, like, listening to him, you could tell. It almost felt like, whew. Yeah. Like, you know, and to your point about now that he can cook, like, he has the draft picks. He has a bunch of tradable contracts. Like, before the Sixers were, like, three or four massive deals and a lot of smaller ones, now he has a bunch of guys that are on tradable deals. I think Daryl is, like, in an ultimate position of power where he can just sit up there. His team is really good and be, be picky on what he wants to do. Another main takeaway I had from that was I think they're going to make a trade. Yeah. Like he talked as if these assets he has, like, sure, he'll wait, but I think he is going to reinforce this team. But it might not be for a guy as big as we think. Like, he talked a lot about Maxi as being the second-best guy and how they needed to get a third guy. Yeah. Um, that was one of my takeaways, too, was it, it feels more in-season. I think he also realizes at the moment with this, with this team. Like, do you really want to go through a, a summer? Like, this could be a title team. Right. So you, it's it's imperative that right now you, you do get another kind of player in here. Though he's – I'd be shocked if he traded for Zach Levine. Like, the way he talked... I think I agree with you on that. Like, and he was very specific about what they wanted to acquire. It was a playmaker on both ends. Or, sorry, on the offensive end, which loves Zach Levine. Not a playmaker. Like, he is a bucket, but he is not, like, an assist guy. Not at all. 51 points, no, no assist. I, I don't know if he plays defense or not. Cause he's, he does care. not. Okay. Well, then he said he wanted that. Yeah, he's not going to... They're not trading for Levine. I don't think they're going to get Levine either. I agree. Thank God. But... Um, his contract's huge, for what it's worth. Yeah. Uh, but, it. I mean, it does kind of go back to the OG thing. Like, I think OG is a third. Option. I think he's on a title team. He's a number three. Yeah, maybe, maybe even a four. I, like, I, I, regardless, I don't think he's the best player on the side. Like, he will not be, and he will not supplant Maxi as 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 the second best player. Yeah. But like that kind of that kind of guy, it, it did feel like, um, you know, I think that's kind of who he's targeting. Some other things that that were were interesting to me uh, about what he said was. Um, uh, the the Team USA quote about Embiid I thought yeah. was fascinating yeah. as well because it, it felt like Daryl was saying he's going there to recruit someone. Yeah. He's going there to get another guy. Well, Joel is like so locked in right now. We already talked about the beginning of the pod, but I agree with that. He had like some interesting stuff about Joel as a leader. Um, Spike asked basically like, does your best player have to be your leader? Kind of like is, do you want, and I'm paraphrasing here, but – do you want your top player to also be like the biggest influence and the biggest kind of personality? And I thought Daryl's answer on it was very honest. He was like, Joel is very liked by his teammates. Joel has made strides as being a leader. At one point, he kind of stopped himself. He was like, my gut says, and then he kind of pivoted. I don't think Joel is going to be like a, a dominant personality as a leader, but I think that they feel Joel has improved in that area. Yeah. I think we're seeing that already through the first six games of this. And, and I think it's obvious. I mean, they talked about the Halloween party. Like, yeah. like that's that matters. It matters. And, it's kind of sad that it's gotten to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a lot like the uh, the uh, the the people don't go to the quarterback's birthday party. Exactly. <laughs> that's a huge <laughs> red flag. Um, and I I do think Maury can say whatever he wants. I think he is thrilled that Nick Nurse is here and Doc is. Oh, there. oh, it's so well. The thing he's he he is so thrilled that he didn't want to get into comparing the two because I think he would have just gone on yeah. the draft. Well, he would have talked about, like, scheme. He would have talked exactly. about adjustments. Yeah. He would have yeah. gone yeah. all that stuff. The, the thing he said about Nick how every day is a meeting where everyone gets in a circle and talks, I almost find that hard to believe because it seems... Should we do that here? Yeah. Maybe towards the 
but I thought that was that was interesting. Seems a little absurd, but but cool by him nonetheless. Sure. Um, there was one last dude, Nick Nurse. I, 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 we haven't even really talked about him a lot. I know we got we got to wrap up here. Um, he, he he's just so. I had no idea coach can make this much. Money. Especially in the NBA. Well, so I saw a stat today. Another stat I'm learning. I have no Great. Idea. Awesome. Net rating. <laughs> they have the best third quarter net rating in the NBA, which means coming out of halftime, like, Nurse is making adjustments. Well, dude. Well, dude, I mean, yesterday in the start of the third quarter, I mean, essentially all they did for six straight possessions was Maxi doing beat in a two-man game down yeah. the corner. And, like, and, then, and then it was it was ball game. Yeah. I just – I, I didn't I, I like the nurse hire. I thought it was the right hire. I had no idea how much Doc was holding this team back. Yeah. I was wrong about it. Yeah, that's all right. The, that was all the old Sixers. Now clap your hands is here. Yeah. The last thing I had from Moore, which is quick, I thought was interesting. KJ Martin has the most dunks in the first thousand minutes of anybody. Nice. So <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna play. I really don't. Like and I'm I'm intrigued by KJ Martin. Yeah, he'll be a fun like victory for them. Yeah. I, it, it's just they're they're they have too many good players. It, what, a what a time! What a time! What a time. And yeah, no. And uh, I did like he was not like we need to get a point guard. Did you? Yeah. Did you listen to the debate he got into about the Philly nah. success versus? Sixers? Oh, that's that's what I wanted to bring up. Okay. Just obviously, you know where I, he must like look. Daryl follows me on Twitter. No big deal. He must just be loving all my content. On that. I mean, it's just get there first before we do this whole annoying like oh well, i thought all the matter was oh, getting he threw in one line which i know he doesn't believe which was they've outplayed us by a lot did he say that at the end i only got he said it pretty early on but it was like a throwaway like i don't think he really believed it. no but it is it was an interesting debate about like expectation versus yeah but i think i if if i wasn't so pro daryl after listening to it and i wanted to turn it into a wip topic i would i would turn it into i would 100 percent turn that into like don't be annoying. Just, just. I, I, so I agree with this, and I think like it was an hour into the pod. Like I think he's speaking to people that would not be annoyed about it. But I think if he came on WIP and said that, it would yeah, be Angela would come out of retirement. Yeah, it would. People would be. <laughs> I agree with that, people, but I think he was correct. Sure, but all, it's just not a time. Like I, I everything's agree, your. I agree with you on that. You're fine. It's not a time. I, I you're, you're you're winning everyone back. Safe space to do. Yes, and and you are. You are also his safe space, yes. Um, all right, Ellie, what uh, what final thoughts you got for us today? All right, so I have one quick thing just because I was thinking about this morning. And this is, like, kind of a basic final thought, but I – dude, what do you set – do you have uh, central air at your house? Yes. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah. Because you're, like, one of those – well, you have a nice house, but it's, like, a whole Westchester house. So I don't, like, okay. What do you set it at? Uh, well, we keep it cold, so, like, sometimes we have it off. I mean, like, so, like, 63. Okay, so Kristen has it at 70. It's very hot. It is so hot in the house to the point where I step outside and I'm like, like I'm like, I like can take a deep breath. Yeah. But I can't fight around it right now. No, you can't. Yeah. So I took a nap yesterday. I was like sweating. When I, was I, I I like being cold. I do too. I like the feeling of like the bed being cold when you get in. Yes. Like, perfect. Yes. Uh, Except the toilet seat. The anti-toilet seat being cold. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think they get cold. They do. I get cold. If you're well, ha- mine just never get cold. It, well, because exactly. you, you live yeah, in a sauna. Exactly. Exactly. I think like 67, 66, nice, good. Yeah, I, I, I get excited when our house is in the 50s. Now, we do have. A, I will say it got cold when we came back from the wedding. Like it was. Yeah, well, now we have uh, we have walks, so we got to keep them, you know, warm. 
Although we do have a space heater in our house or in our in our bedroom to keep it extra warm because it's it's an old Westchester house where where only the only the bottom floor is warm. Everything else is freezing. Yeah. It's only in the bottom. So like when I'm doing when we're eventually gonna do these these podcasts after the game and again we'll be back Wednesday. Post game. Um, I will be probably shivering. It's gonna be very cold up there. I will be hoping to be shivering. I think by Wednesday maybe I can like I'll just sneak and turn it down to sixty eight and just see if she nice she will um my final thing and of course uh rate review subscribe we yeah. we really appreciate it, it will, it'll help grow the pod and this is nice to read yeah. a good one recently i thought it was really kind of described it it was subject line good stuff and then the the description good stuff. yeah 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 it was, it was simple straight to the point yeah it really did uh my final thought is all good vibes right now they're great i love watching them um I will continue not to be able to take them totally seriously until Furkan's not here. Why? Well, I feel like Furkan's been okay. I can't. He's not. He's he's not an NBA. I think Furk he, is just like a, a signal of how well things are going. Exactly. I think what, I would be My biggest complaint with the Sixers is that Furkan's still here. I, I would be surprised if he played on Wednesday. Unless they're up a lot. He's actually... I don't think he's been that bad. I don't care what It's not that he's... Is. He's just... Maybe he just needed a real head coach. That won't help. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's also been playing Jaden Springer very early in games, which yeah. has been interesting. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Listen, at least give him a shot. Exactly. Doc would never do that. And I do wonder if, as they go along, if that like Cov will be the first guy and they'll sit Batum. Like, like they have, they finally have. Ubre is just gonna start. Dude, he's good, man. Like well, the other thing that Daryl said, which was interesting, is um, they offered him more money, but yeah. he like wanted to wait until they got him for less. So yeah. Yeah. I think they'll resign him at the end of the year, and yeah. I think he'll stay. He's interesting, and, and I like how bought in he is, and that yeah. and that stuff matters. So, and by the way, you can keep getting his four threes at plus six fifty. <laughs> well, if he it, didn't hit one. I'm well aware. It's a good bet, though. I think plus what you say was plus six fifty. Yeah, I mean he'll hit. Also, if you just why you can, I mean maxi tri- maxi double doubles are still plus seven fifty. Wow. Yeah, okay. dude, it's the greatest. I'm telling yeah. you, man. I'm so. They're not playing tonight. No NBA team is, which I, it feels like there's a big void that is not being the. Yeah, there is. There is. We, we, have, we have college basketball. <laughs> I'm going to be betting on tonight. All right, Elliot. Uh, fun time as always. We'll be back post game uh, after the Celtics win on uh, after the Celtics beat the Celtics uh, on Wednesday. And of course, there's no slacker here. Never a doubt. you're back. We take anything else we have to do. Uh, we will. Whatever it takes. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.